I'm what? glad that we're able to work everything out and you joined us. Yeah, we had to rework our contract. We renegotiated yep. a few things. Yeah, now he's paying us, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> so we missed you last week. Thank you. I appreciate the love, guys. Hey, not, you know, some not... people said it was their favorite episode. Harry, do you think there's a coincidence there? Um, you know what? I thought so in the beginning when you know I seen that. But you know, all my other listeners that like me, they, I'm sure they miss me. Harry's got a whole, whole like fucking little fan group now. <laughs> <laughs> They're like outside of his house. <laughs> <laughs> They're, oh, I'm like shadow con to them. <laughs> oh, dude! Now that guy's got a god complex, <laughs> bro. <laughs> and the thing about having a god complex is, eventually, like something happens where you get life checks you man and now like they're i think his kids in jail or was in jail and yeah he got it i don't think he got doing... check pretty hard man <laughs> really yeah yeah is he I remember that yeah damn what do you do i don't even think Drugs? i don't like bail or anything like that that's the last thing that i seen. he's probably not doing meet and greets right now yeah i doubt it <laughs> it's crazy who would have thought we would start off the show by talking about shadow Khan? yeah you surprise you never know what they're gonna get you know, this is supposed to be just Dune and um, Eternals, but then some crazy shit went down on, was it Sunday? It was on the 5th, that 5th of uh, November. November, yeah. So there was supposed to be two days, and I think they canceled the next day after so that. that was Saturday. Then. We got That's a new Fudu of the week. So we have a new Fudu of the week. It was Aaron Rodgers last week. And look. I don't hate Aaron Rodgers. Some of the stuff he was saying was ridiculous. And it was mostly because he lied. And then also because I hate Aaron Rodgers. (laughs) But anyways, um, so the biggest thing is Travis Scott. Tragic situation. Mirza Bag was from Houston. He's 27 years old. And he died saving his fiancée. Rodolfo Pena was 23 from Lerdo. Madison Dubisky was also 23 from Cyprus. Franco Patino was 21 from Illinois, who was there at this concert with his best friend, Jacob Drinky. I think um, he's 20, Illinois. John Helgert was the youngest victim, 14 years old from Houston. Axel Acosta Avilia Avia was 21 from Washington, and Brianna Rodriguez was 16 years old from Houston. Eight people left their house that night or day and went to a concert, and their loved ones had no idea they would not be making it back home. So, once again, starting off super heavy again, but... It's just rest in peace to all of those beautiful souls. And wow, what just, what, once again, it's just a fucked up situation all around. It is, man. Like, you know, when the, when the news first came out and even, even up until now, like we wanted to make sure that we kind of read up on what exactly what went down. Cause you know, we don't want to just jump on here and just start rah, rah, you know, without being kind of misinformed. But um, so we did kind of look into exactly like what happened and like the, it got crazier and crazier. 
So Travis Scott had his Astro World show, and you know they had sold out, and people rushed the gate, and more people rushed in, and the large fucking place where everybody was, you know, like right next to the stage. It was a very large area. And then when that crowd surge happened, it was literally like a wave of humanity from the back going to the front. And people got swallowed up in that. And, you know, they got trampled, suffocated. And it just sounds like a nightmare. And we've seen some of the videos on, you know, like what was going down when that was happening. And as more of the details come out, just like, and Harry too, like, you know, as this story has been developing and we've been learning more, you know, I've been kind of looking and seeing like, where does the blame go here? Is there one specific person to blame, multiple people to blame so far? The blame kind of, you know, we'll, we're, we're going to talk more about it. When you hear about more of the details and the type of behavior and the past instances of what type of behavior was fucking encouraged at the shows, it, it kind of led us, you know, this was eventually going to happen. And, you know, so far it's kind of Live Nation, you know, the people that organize the show. Uh, Travis Scott. And also the people that rushed in without a ticket. I think so far, like the blame kind of falls onto them. And then from there, you know, I've been kind of trying to look at it from both ends of it. Like, you know, I remember originally I was very angry with Travis Scott and then kind of hearing more fucking viewpoints from other people and stuff and seeing like, you know, I've never been on a stage like that before. Um, I think one of the things that came out was like, he couldn't tell what was happening because of the lights were in his eyes. And if you think about it, if there's a sea of 50,000 people, are you going to be able to pinpoint like a few people that are kind of going down? You know, you would think like that's hard to do. But then when you see some of the videos and stuff where people are literally starting to chant, stop the show, stop the show. And there's another video of a kid that's kind of climbed up onto like a little railing and is kind of, pleading hey stop like there's people dying back there and stuff like that and you know so i think so yeah man it's it's I, just crazy and i think um you know harry harry's very passionate about this and we all are because you know because we do when something like this happens and harry i'm gonna get to you real quick we want we want to find where the blame lies and why this happened and why we all know why it shouldn't have happened but so, like you said, there's a mixture of things. So, let's just lay the facts out there real quick before we get into a discussion. So, Troy Finner with the Houston Police Department, I believe, um, or Sheriff's Department, stated that he let the producers know around 9.30 that uh, people had started going down. I think they had already found somebody that was, or was it 9.30 or 9.38? 9.38, I think it was officially. Yeah, and the show went on till about 10.10. Mm-hmm. Um, and let me continue. On to, and so... The reason why I think a lot of people are, you know, some people, like you said, have made that counter argument that Travis couldn't have known the whole gravity of the situation. But the thing is, Travis has a history of yeah. wanting to have the clout and these big shows. In 2015, he was charged with disorderly conduct after encouraging fans to rush the gates in Chicago. At, I believe it was Lollapalooza or one of the concerts. So I'm just going to lay out the facts here. In 2017, he encouraged a fan to jump from a second-story balcony 
in and the, I think that guy was paralyzed, right? Yeah. And then another another fan, actually, I think it was a different. He encouraged somebody to jump. He stopped the show, say, "You you should jump." But then another twenty-seven year old was actually paralyzed after being pushed off a third store balcony. Same same show. Yeah, yeah. Uh, third floor balcony. And so it, it seems like these things are a recurring was... thing at Travis uh, Travis Scott's shows. It's and it's... he's he's pled guilty to a couple of those charges. There was one where he. Um... He told a fan because I guess a fan apparently tried stealing his shoes, is what it said, and he told the other fans to beat him up. Yeah, like yeah. So that show was actually in Switzerland. Someone tried to steal his show. He stopped the show and said, "Fuck him up, fuck this guy," and then he spit on the guy. So yeah. this is where I kind of play the devil's advocate to him. Stop. If this man can stop a whole show to get somebody somebody hurt, to get somebody's ass kicked because <laughs> his shoes getting stolen. It might have been time to stop this show when people were dying, you know? Yeah, I and mean, it, it, go ahead. It, was, it, it, it wasn't his control. He had the platform. He had the mic in his hand. I mean, obviously, when he was telling people to put fucking their middle fingers up, put, put their hands up, you know, he could have told them, hey, stop the show. You know, we need to get some help out here, get security. And there was, there was some, I think, um, ambulances or paramedics that were coming through. Yeah, but they just couldn't get by because of the heavy crowd that that was there. And he loves these crowds. There was a tweet that's kind of been dug up where he said, "We're going to let everybody in, even the rowdy people." That's his thing. Yeah, he said we're yeah. still sneaking them in. Yeah, he Se- said we're sneaking the wild ones in or something like that. Yeah. So it's like, dude, when you have, like, you know, like again, when I laid out, is it the organizers' fault? Is it the people that snuck in's fault? Is it his fault? Like, when you lay out those things that you guys just laid out, like, he's not the one that went out there and trampled all these people or anything like that, but, like, when, you know, like, it, it just it just looks really bad, dude, when before your sold-out show, you've tweeted out yeah. stuff like this, and in the past, you've encouraged people to say fuck, fuck you to the security and do this wild mm-hmm. shit. It's like, bro, when you are a performer... It is everybody that's at your show. They're there for you, and it's it's kind of your responsibility to make sure those people are safe, because they're paying you money to come to your show. And just like you said, I don't have any kids, Harry. You don't have any kids. Just you have a very young daughter. But and you know, Harry's got nieces. I got nieces. Could you imagine your kid saying, "Hey, I'm gonna go to this concert," and you know, like with my friends, you don't make too much of it. You're like, you know, okay, cool. You know, like yeah. You know, you assume it's going to be safe and, you know, just finding that news out, which is just, it's just wild, man. It's just wild. And then some of these people online are saying that, like, I I think like a nine-year-old got severely hurt and the parents have, you know, now filed a lawsuit and people are like, what was a nine-year-old doing at the show? It's like, really, we're going to blame the parents here now? Adele's advocate, I mean, but but, but the main thing is, the main thing I think it comes down to, the main thing it comes down to with this thing is Travis Scott loved overselling these shows, right? He loved the clout and stuff that came with having, he he was actually in an interview on saying he likes that WWE atmosphere, right? So he greenlit this behavior. He's been greenlighting this behavior because he loves that. He loves that clout with I have the most packed shows, the biggest shows, the biggest fans. 
whatever, etc. I don't, I don't know what his reasoning is behind it. But now, this is what's going to come with it. And then some people have said, you know, hey, look, he canceled his next shows. He canceled his Vegas shows. He gave a re- he, he issued a refund. He issued a refund. He's going to pay for the funerals. And I really hope these are all genuine acts. I hope these acts are from the bottom of his heart. And he really does feel remorseful. And this isn't, this isn't because he knows the writing on the wall. Because the writing on the wall is these lawsuits. The writing on the wall is um, this is going to be a dark stain on his career. Mm-hmm. And they're, they're trying to get him canceled for everything pretty much. Yeah. People get canceled for the littlest things, Harry. People get canceled yeah. for tweets that were like they tweeted 10 years ago. If somebody is to get canceled, it, is this Travis not a Scott. reason? Yeah, is this not a reason to get canceled? Oh, yeah. This is, I don't see a bigger reason than this. So it wasn't didn't a security guard get injected with fentanyl or something too? Yeah, they they came over there. I think the cops when they arrived they gave him Narcan and he was passed out. Um, and so he reacted to the Narcan and woke up, you know. But and I think there was um drugging going on around in the crowd too. There are a few people that had got drugged in, inside the crowd. So now when we get back to oh, stuff that he could control and stuff he couldn't. Maybe, mm-hmm. you know, the drugging, that's something that was out of Travis Scott's, Travis Scott's hand. Yeah. But, and there is a portion of the show where you see him saying, hey, man, get that man help. Get that help. Get that man help. Hey, what's going on? But then, you know, he and he does stop for a second, but then he goes straight back into his, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then, and then there's another off. one where, like, two people on the stage are kind of telling him something, and then that's when he walks away and goes, put one finger, put your middle finger up if you're okay. Mm-hmm. Put two hands up if you're okay. That's how he gauges, yeah. hey, everybody's fine. And, yeah, that's and I true. think he also says, like, oh, like, this is what you guys came here for, something like that. It's not a good look. And so what's kind of been coming up in a little of this is uh, I shared this video on uh, my social media platforms. Is There's a Lincoln Park with Chester, and um, somebody, I think, falls down, and they stop the whole concert and they go is that man okay we'll stop he goes we'll, we'll redo the song or we'll do the whole set again you know but is that man okay and then you know and then he he goes what do we do when we fall we help him get up you know and then there's been adele i think there's some videos from an adele show adele dave Grohl's was trending on twitter because yeah. that's a fighter show that happened Mm-hmm. And it's like, dude, like these people sell out arenas. Like these people have crazy concerts, and it's just like the safety and well-being of your fans, dude. Could you just imagine being in a situation where you can't get chest expansion because you're getting pushed up against other people? Like it's just, it's just such a terrible thing, man. Yeah, man. It was like a stampede, is what they called it. The stampede of people just rushing in. And I think they were getting pushed up against the barricades. They had no room to move left, right, forward, or back. Yeah, and those are people that paid for tickets. It's because of the, the people that rushed in from the back, like that just rushed the gates. Mm-hmm. They're the ones that caused that because they rushed in and tried to start, like, you know. And Because Travis said we're going to let them all in. Yeah, dude, like, and... see, now that, like, the, dude, like, don't tweet things like that. Like, what do you think I... is going to happen? And, well, and then I think there's another video I saw where Tiana Taylor had a show that happened after this, and um this is two days after the show and then i think somebody like was like 
either they fell down or something was going down and she goes, is that person okay? Cause now everybody, so if there's anything and if there is one thing now, everybody is going to be super hyper aware of it, but it just sucks that eight people had to lose their lives for the, this should have been the precedent from the beginning. You know, and this should have been, like I said, in those other performances, Adele, um, Lincoln Park, I saw a Green Day video, which had nothing to like, it's Billy Joe Armstrong, like drop kicking somebody for like trying to hit a girl. And I was like, nah, there's Green Day. Like, I, 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 I think there's, how a, I felt there, there's about a, there's that. a, there's a, it's another side of this, but there's an Akon video where like Akon like gets a fan and like throws him off the stage. <laughs> so, you know, but. And they they had they had quite a bit security. I was reading the numbers. I don't remember exactly off the top of my head, but it was in the supposedly five hundred. I, I think the mayor or somebody said that there was more security at that show than there was at the World Series. It's like, cool, yeah. man, that's the barometer we're going off of. Okay, but I mean, so, yeah. But it's so like when your when your main headliner is saying welcoming this type of shit from his fans who are all younger and young people do stupid things, you know. Mm-hmm. It's it's it it so you you know guys when we talk about where does the blame kind of lie kind of lies on all those parties but you know people I I would I would be willing to kind of like you know agree with those people that say like he the lights were in his eyes he can't tell but when you see the history and then the shit that he was tweeting out and you know it's it's a recipe for disaster man it just sucks though it definitely is and I don't think this was in, his intention he didn't want anybody to get hurt he didn't want this to happen. But I think had he been extra cautious, had he been aware of what, had he been, had the wherewithal, wherewithal, wherewithal. Yeah, just, we go. You know, I just mm-hmm. thought of the consequences of what could have happened. But that's the thing. There go. You know, we kind of touched on the gods and thing. You, you, always twenty twenty. But yeah, he really no, the, does have the, a complex. Yeah, the complex. Yeah, that we led the show off with because we're so fucking good. And, you know, like, he was untouchable. This guy's the shit. This guy could take a dump and fucking put a Nike swoosh on it and it would sell out. Like, that's what what was going on with him, dude. All his little shoe collabs that would drop, the McDonald's collabs, everything he was touching was turning to gold. When you get to that point, you're like, oh, I'm the shit. And just like you guys said in the beginning, you get checked real quick. Definitely. So, I mean, overall, it's a terrible situation. I hope Travis has learned from this. Travis and I think Drake are both getting sued by a lot of parties, a lot of things. He's going to lose a lot of money out of this. But that was funny, though. Drake money, just money came in at the end. Money is not going to make up for the lives lost lives. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was crazy. Drake just came in at the end, and he's getting sued. Yeah. You know? about time Drake got sued for something. I'm tired of him at these NBA games. Drake <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's a Toronto fan, but got a tattoo of Curry. Like, come on. <laughs> he ruined a very good, like, picture of Kobe at his last All-Star game with LeBron. Like, like okay, you know, we kind of had to tone it, bring the tone back to it. But so that's that. And we're going to kind of. We're going to kind of find it. Once again, hard transition this week. Hard transition, but... Yeah, we got to talk about our food. We got got to be the food of the month. Who knows? It might be. It might be. Travis is going to be our food of the month. Um, So, besides that, Harry, the reason that you were not there 
for the last podcast was because you went to go see Eternals. Yes, I did. How'd you like it? I thought it was a great movie, man. I... It was all right. <laughs> no, I thought you. I was expecting you to be like, it was good. No, no, no. He's, uh, he's, it was, was a great was movie. Great. All right, go, go, man, go, 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 go. It was a great movie, you know. I, I had my attention. I sat through the whole thing, watched it. God damn you, Harry! What kind of a review is it? <laughs> it had my attention. I sat through the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm not fucking nerd like you guys, you know. I mean, no, no, no. But you enjoyed it. Did you like the characters? I like. Yeah, I liked all the characters. I'm offended. Get more into it, I'll probably throw my, you know. All right, all right, all right. Well, well let, let, let's get into it. I love for Harry, it's a great movie that I sat through all of it. So if the movie's not great, do you usually not sit through it? No, I'll get up and leave. <laughs> like, damn. Like, this is worthless. <laughs> no, but that's good. So you saw it in theaters, and then Jess, you saw it this past weekend too, right? Yes, I did. Okay, and I, I I actually got to see it uh, opening night, man. Um, it was so we could talk a little bit about. There's a little bit of a controversy around this movie. You know, we've seen this in the past with review bombing and people having, you know, just people just overall like. I I read a tweet somewhere that said like if all the people on Twitter that are saying that it was bad or it sucked like if these people actually went out and saw it like as you know like if, if you say this movie sucks you would one would assume you saw this movie that's why you have an opinion on it like it would have made like a gajillion dollars but so this is just this is we're in what phase four phase five now i honestly have lost track um ensemble cast uh, this is, you know, things about like ancient history and stuff. That shit, fucking, really, like, you know, that's that's one thing that I'm really, really interested in, and um, you know, like, um, I I just thought it had a good flow to it. You know, whenever a movie is kind of mixing in flashbacks and also present day, you know, it could get disjointed and kind of hard. But did you guys feel like it flowed? Did the flashbacks or anything ever take you out of it? Or did it have like a good flow to it? So this is phase four. And honestly, I thought the flashback did a great job of fleshing out these characters. However, I am going to play the world's smallest violin for Marvel. Because, oh, you guys got bad reviews finally. Yeah. You pieces of shit. I'm just kidding. I like Marvel, but like every time DC made a movie that was good, like it would always get review bombed. And yeah, no, that's, and a, that's a fair. That's that's a fair fucking thing. Yeah, dude. So, but you know, and this, so that's what it comes down to. Um, go watch these movies and make your own judgments. Who like do, do people do that? I don't do. Do you guys actually like look at it and listen and go, man? Not really, this... man. I I honestly don't care. Um, and I don't get too caught up in that hype. Like I just look at it more so as in, cause on rotten tomatoes, if a critics, if the critics are saying it's rotten and how their system works is it rated like one to five. And if it's less than a three, it's considered rotten. So when I just saw that rating from the critics, it was like a 48 or something. And then I saw it myself, you know, I, that tempered my expectations because usually all Marvel movies are like 90, 80, especially, you know, you would have thought like this movie would have had that with the cast and all that stuff. But I don't get like, you know, after just seeing it and all three of us have seen it. And I think 
all three of us liked it, right? Oh yes, I did. I liked it. Yeah, like Harry really sat enough. through the whole thing. I man. sat I through the movie. Did you guys? Did you guys stand up? <laughs> no, I. Th- oh, you sat through it too. <laughs> no, I did get up to go pee once. This movie was like it's a long movie. Like I get it. it I long, get it. Kingo, I get it. Kingo's playing a Bollywood person, but they didn't need to stretch this for like three hours. So why don't we start off with the characters? We'll start with Kingo. Let's do the characters. Yeah. Yeah, we'll start with Kingo, who was playing by uh, Canal Nan. Never say Canal's last name. Camille Nanjiani. Camille Nanjiani. There you go, man. There you go. Thank you, guys. Camille Nanjiani. And he's Pakistani, thing- yeah. Yeah, I, I I don't know what he is. Um, yeah, he's a good actor, and yeah, yeah. I, and it was so super super typical making the brown guy, um, a Bollywood <laughs> Bollywood person. But I liked it. I liked how they did the whole his yeah, dad and his grandfather was an actor. And... The Eternals don't really have races. He's not like an Indian guy, so he just went to India and started acting in movies, mm-hmm, and guess. learned Hindi. And learned Hindi, and then he figured out the aristocracy of aristocracy of Bollywood, and how you know everybody in Bollywood. If your dad's an actor, and then you're that an was, actor, and then your that son's was, an actor. That was perfect how they told that story because you know that was obviously going to be the question: like, how have you been acting for a hundred fucking years? And <laughs> his explanation, and then he has the fucking posters up. So his power is like manipulate. Like he has the. The finger lasers or like the finger lasers. Ability. He could do the Kamehameha wave. Yeah. Shoots people with the fingers. For him, I wrote like I had written down that he was the funniest. I would say he was the funniest character, and his sidekick was like equally funny, and they played well off of each other. And then I like how you know, like he explained the hundred year acting thing, and the only That's bad thing, thing about Kingo. Yeah, hmm? sorry, go ahead. The that. bad thing about him is he. Bitches out at the end, dude. Yes, I was just gonna get to that. Like, he when we needed him to finger bang, he wasn't there to finger bang. <laughs> Come on, bro. Like, you could have taken on Icarus. Did you need to fucking Kevin Feige, the fairy godmother, gave you all these muscles and you bitch out at the end? Pew, pew, pew. <laughs> <laughs> so, did, um... you, did you get that? Yes, uh, like. <laughs> and we can his... talk about his sidekick for a second, dude. That, that sidekick was hilarious, good. man. Yeah. Somebody look his name up. Oh wait, I actually have the name. <laughs> What's the name? His name is not listed. No, it is Harish Patel. He's he's been in a bunch of Bollywood movies. Like we've seen him like growing up and stuff. It was just you know it was cool, man. They 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 played well off each other. What do you think about that, Mary? I thought that guy was hilarious, man. Like you said, you know they they you know played well off of each other. Wonderful. So we're gonna move on to Ajax. <laughs> Salma Hayek. Salma Hayek and Angelina Jolie have decided not to age somehow. They Bro, really are for real. Like for real. how how does Salma Hayek look the same? And I've like aged twenty years from when I've been watching her, and I look like shit. Besides my terrible lifestyle choices but she plays um the prime eternal the leader the prime, yep she plays the prime eternal ajak and her powers are healing and communicating with like um irsham irsham the head celestial who's causing all this so what do you guys think about her character so her power is healing and she again is a prime so she's had her memories 
you know, from the past and everything like that. So she's been leading these Eternals. You know, they get their memories wiped um, after each fucking, what's it called when the Celestial comes out? Not the uprising, but whatever word that they use, you know. So while we're on the topic of her, we could kind of talk about the story of the movie where the fucking whole thing is these celestials, Irsham, or, you know, how the, the cycle that's going on is a planet gets seeded with the celestial, and then the deviants come to wipe out the apex predators, and then they've lost control of the deviants. So that's why now we have the Eternals. The Eternals come, you know, kill the deviants and protect the people of that planet so the population can grow but they don't interfere with human activity they just protect them from deviance and as the story goes on the whole reason the whole purpose of their mission is it's not to further or advance a society as what you know the main eternals think is but you know ajax character knows the whole actual you know mission because Irsham and her have been you know in cahoots and um, so, you know, the, the purpose is grow the species on that planet. And once it hits a certain number, that's when a new celestial can be born. And it like hatches out of the egg, like the planet destroys that. And the whole purpose of that is so that celestial with that energy that it has when it awakens or whatever can create a new sun and more life can continue to go on. Did I hit that right, Jess? Yes, you did. But I think what eventually changes her mind is about these people is basically our Avengers level blip. Because she realized that this they set back like all of this um they, they need to they set up that pop this the population was set back by Thanos, who's half deviant, by the way. And then she goes, I saw these people without their intervention, with a snap of a finger, bring back all the population. And then they set in motion the forward of, which kind of like screws everybody up because then it sets forward the awakening of this eternal, that's, uh, of this celestial um, Tiamat, um, which is going to result in like everybody dying eventually. So that's kind of where she has her change of heart. And uh, when she has her change of heart, she goes ahead and tells Icarus. We'll move on to Icarus right now. What do you guys think of Icarus, who was played by Richard Madden? Richard Madden in Game of Thrones, he plays the young wolf and has one of the saddest scenes in television history, the Red Wedding. And it was cool to see him have that moment with um, Kit Harrington, Jon Snow's character, like, you know, in the beginning, where the the ex-boyfriend meets the new boyfriend. Um, but it's also, um, you know, the two brothers in Game of Thrones meeting also, which was cool, you know, for Game of Thrones fans. But he is, like, essentially like the, you know, the MCU kind of Superman. You know, he could fly. He's super strong. He shoots lasers out of his eyes. His lasers are kind of weak, though, right? He kind of he kind of reminded me of Homelander. I was Homelander. just gonna say that yes. straight up. Homelander, and when I when I right? yeah when I first when I when he first came up, I was like, what the fuck is that Homelander? Yeah, and then did you guys suspect the turn from him? I didn't. I did not. 
I didn't either. I got a little bit of a, you know, my radar went up a little bit when soon as they got and, you know, they discover Ajax being dead and he goes, it, the deviants killed her. Like, I was like, hmm, he's had that a little fast. But then I didn't, yeah, I didn't ultimately see the turn coming. And overall, his character was cool, man. Like, you know, so people people had, uh, like, some of the negative stuff that I was reading, they said that the, you know, because this is kind of set around Icarus and Cersei's relationship as well. You know, like, that's the story that they're telling over the thousands of years, you know, that way back in Mesopotamia, Babylon, they fucking fell in love and then got married in India and the Gupta Empire where I'm assuming Camille Nanjiani just kind of settled down there, started acting. And, um, but, you know, and then he eventually leaves her and we don't know why. And it's because um, Ajak tells him when they leave in, you know, when they're in the South America, the, the, the Spaniard and the, uh, you know, the, the South Americans there that's happening when they killed the final deviants there, that's the night that she tells him like the whole actual plan or the actual purpose for them. His lasers were kind of weak though, no? Yeah. Like, he has to laser the fuck out of somebody. I didn't get hit, so I wouldn't know. No, I'm just kidding. So what did you guys think of at the end, the you know, they're fighting and everything like that, and then eventually he sees Cersei and he can't come to being able to, you know, stop her, her or and stop her and ultimately joins. I think this and... is where I disagree with everybody saying the backlash is take away from it. If it wasn't for like those flashback scenes and developing that character arc of their love story, that scene wouldn't have had that huge payoff. So that's why I kind of do disagree with like the negativity involved around the reviews and the flashbacks. Um, but we'll get back to Cersei real quick. I just want to make sure I hit everybody had written down. We'll go to Gilgamesh, played by Don Lee. Mm-hmm. And his thing, super punching and cooking. Spit beer. So he was, what do you I, think I, about his character? I would say he's the second funniest guy. And I think the other thing, not even the second funniest, he's the second most likable character, I think. Because mm-hmm. that, that character arc between him and um, Thena, played by Angelina Jolie, and how he kind of takes her under her wing just to make it's sure a whole that black widow relationship. Yeah so, yeah, so she doesn't lose her memory or Ajax doesn't wipe her out. Exactly. And she, once again, also just like Thelma Hayek, looks exactly the same she as she looks better. wanted somehow, which came out in like 2012 or something. And her character was pretty cool in the sense of, A, like she kind of was dropping hints as that she already knew where this was headed because... She was going through what was called Mad Weary. Her memories from the past were kind of coming and kind of collapsing her. Before we move on from Angelina Jolie, isn't it just cool to have Angelina Jolie in the MCU? Yeah. She's like, you know, one of those OG fucking movie stars, like actors, Brad Pitt, Angelina Jolie. Like, Like having her in the MCU is just fucking badass. So one thing about her, though, the mad weary she had it did it did it ever get cured or fixed i think her fix to it was she learned how to control it i believe and that was shown in after um uh, after the death scene with the uh, with the uh, gilgamesh with gilgamesh i think that's when she finally learned 
And then you can tell she's controlled it towards the end when she's fighting that last deviant, the powered up deviant. Yeah, she hears. She kinda, mm-hmm. Yeah, she kind of hears him say like, "Oh, you know, just stay control." You guys want to talk about that deviant for a second? Because he's kind of like the secondary. What, is he a bad guy? I would say so. Right. So, you know, the story with them is like, hey, like, you know, we're not just these fucking mindless things. Like, you know, we were created by the Celestials as well. And, you know, he's like, it's just kind of like Cell from Dragon Ball Z, you know, with the androids, like absorbing and then changing form. And um, after he, you know, absorbs Gilgamesh, that's when he really regains kind of like the more humanoid body. Um I think he's a bad yeah. guy because then he's at the, if he were to kill all of them, then he would be that apex predator, and then he just has, and he'd probably get to killing humans next. Facts. The next person I was going to go to was, as much as like, we'll, we'll go back and forth. There was one character that loved Icarus, right? Sprite. Liam McHugh, and her power was illusion. I think Kingo like compares her to Tinkerbell at one point. He does. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He, and, he he kind of sees through her stuff and is like, you like it, Chris. Oh, uh, yeah. And she's like jealous of Cersei's character, who's played by Gemma Chan. You know, she's the main love character arc. of, And her, her thing is um, just transformation or turning things into matter transformation, pretty much. Yeah. And she can't, she can only do it in inorganic material, no living life until she. So just like that deviant, we'll get back to it, evolved. So are they. They're also, she, Cersei's also evolving. So, they both. Do you think she re? Do you think she gained that when she became the Prime Eternal, the new Prime Eternal from Ajax, or probably where she and she learned how to control it, speak to Irsham. I think that's where she got that from. And then, just as much as Sprite loved Icarus, Droig is our other guy that hated Icarus, and Droig was played by Barry Keoghan, and his main thing was mind control, and he just he's one of the first ones to turn and goes. You guys are making me just stand here. And they kind of, I like, I like also how this kind of resolved the whole, well, why didn't they help during Infinity War? They show you from the beginning of time, they were instructed not to interfere in any human war. So that kind of broke him and he just took off at one point because he's like, you guys are just like, we could save these people. We could help these people. And you guys, and I think weighing that weighed him down eventually to where he just like took off and did his own thing. After seeing some of the trailers and stuff, I thought I was gonna hate Druig because I thought he was gonna be like the bad guy or whatever, you know. Because in the trailers, it shows us him with his like uh, cult of people and stuff. But like, I actually ended up really liking this character because of the stances that he takes. And he's like, dude, I don't, I can't just fucking sit by and watch these people get butchered like this and Mm -hmm. you know he takes his people off and they live in the jungle and they have many generations of you know like people that he kind of oversees and has his little colony of people and um his character ended up being really good and like you know the 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 plan a was essentially him hey we do the mega mind or the uni mind thing and you mind control the celestial and that went out the window when he was unable to do it, or you know they couldn't they couldn't get to that. So then they had to go to Plan B. But um, also, what did you guys think about his kind of relationship with Makari, the speedster? Makari was super cool, played by Lauren Ridloff. Ridloff, um, and so her she was so cool because she had her speedster stuff, and then she also had her whole like she couldn't talk, but she was doing the 
and sign language, sign language. and language. And she's she yeah, and she and you know the thing is she's actually really like she's super smart because she can read at like a blip, like she can read like mm-hmm. super fast, and she gathers like knowledge. And then she's one of the main. She's one of the ones that started um fucking up Icarus the most. Yeah, I yeah. thought she was, I thought she was gonna I thought she was gonna give it to him <laughs> towards the end because mm-hmm. she was she was dodging those lasers lasers. She she fucking kept up with them just like mm-hmm. seeing there some those of this... weak ass lasers again. Seriously, dude, like he had to laser people like so many times to get do damage. But just we've seen some iterations of speedsters in like you know the big screen and also the smaller screen with the Flash, um, you know the Flash on TV, uh, the Flash in the DCEU, um, Quicksilver and the Fox movies, Quicksilver and the MCU movies. I I personally think that the way they do her speed, it looked cool, you know, like with the world kind of zooming around. Because, you know, the Fox X-Men, the world slows down and it's just him going through it slowly and stuff. And then, you know, it speeds up. But um, I thought that looked really cool. And my, my one question about her was when, you know, they're going around getting the gang kind of back together. Was she in the ship the whole time? I think so. And wasn't that ship buried? Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, that's a good question. I thought she was in the ship, but there was like chips and other. Yeah, so maybe she would get out. And I, I good question. So, so before we go, get to our last, let's character. go. Uh, let's go. Or are is are we going to talk about uh, uh, Cersei some more? She's one of the main, or it was that the it for her. No, we can talk about Cersei. What do you want? What, what do you want to so go? This is her. Actually, this is her little tidbit for you, Harry. This is Gamma Chan's second role in the MCU. She first appeared in Captain Marvel. Um, she was, she played like one of the alien species with, you know, that, that was a part of um, Captain Marvel's little gang of people that she was with. So it's, a, you know, and then I think this has happened in the past before too, where an MCU character plays like a smaller role and then comes out and plays a bigger role. But that's just a little tidbit for you, Harry, and the, the, the rest of the listeners. And um, I thought, okay, so, you know, again, one of the complaints or one of the negative things that I saw is that the chemistry between, you know, Cersei and Icarus wasn't there. Did you guys feel any chemistry issues between the two? They had a whole on sex scene. The first of the MCU? Did that make you uncomfortable? No. I'm just just like trying to catch up with you guys. And I'm gonna get up and leave. I don't like <laughs> so. No, it's okay. Hey, we got something for you. The next character does. Fastos, played by Brian Tyree Henry. And I think in the Middle East and certain other places, it's because he is play, um, he does play a gay man. I think he has like one quick, like they kiss, they have like a quick peck. Like it's not even like they're full blown making out. They just have a kiss. And I guess that like blew everybody's mind. Like, like, did no, they forget it, that Cersei and Icarus were like? It's because like, the character of his husband is a Muslim, I think, or not a Muslim, uh, but he's like of like Middle Eastern or descent. But or they don't even like say that in the film. Yeah, yeah. that's. But I you know, you know, cultural norms. I guess I don't know. That was kind of just like blew my mind. But I guess and what sex scene or whatever the hell that was was like kind of crazy for a Marvel film because. It's a Marvel film, and there's kids and stuff in the audience, but no, no, I thought I thought Disney had I, I I thought Disney had 
kind of said, no, we're not going to pull it. I read something that said that they were going to. I would kind of, if they don't, that's cool. But, um, you know, I, I think and, Disney likes money. I No, no, but that's the thing. That the, that's what they've done in the past with the Star Wars movies. They've taken Finn and the in the posters in like China and stuff, and they've you know on on the posters in America, Finn is one of the main guys on the on the poster. But in the posters that came out in China, they had made him very small, and um, you know, so they have done stuff like this in the past. But China's a gigantic market. From what I had read, um, after a few days of this movie came out, that Disney had said no, that they weren't going to remove it. I don't know if, if in the time since that they've changed that stance, but. From what I had read was that they weren't going to do it. Uh, they weren't going to take that part out. And that's why those Middle Eastern countries were saying no, that they're not going to show it there. Yeah, I think and, it was in Saudi Arabia, Qatar, and Kuwait. You know, I, when I went to go watch the movie, like a couple rows ahead of me, there were like six guys. Middle Eastern. I'm not racially profiling. All of them were brown. I'm brown too. They were speaking Farsi. And then one of them was wearing like the traditional kind of you know the get up and when that kiss scene we had those... a shirt on that said i'm middle eastern and <laughs> was like hold on this guy <laughs> might be when when that kiss happened the groans that came from those guys and one of them was like no like it was, it was just like, <laughs> one of them got up and yelled out no at the movie <laughs> one of them literally said no and then when the movie ended, like, you know, as the credits were rolling, one of them, like, you know, the, the other guys were waiting for the for the, you know, the post, post-credit scene. Yeah. One of them got up and he was leaving, he was like dapping up his boys and saying like, bye. And then like, you know, I overheard, he's like, you know, the woke agenda in this movie was just too much, blah, 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 blah. It's just like, guys, it's 2021, man. Like we have 10 main characters and we make one of them gay. And there's a woke agenda, like Ajax, uh, not Ajax, uh, Fasto's character. We've kind of gone off a topic from him. Um, I liked that not all five of them are just these super strong beings. There's five thinkers, and there's five like kind of warriors. And Ajax is like, uh, not Ajax. I keep saying Ajax. Fastos is like the thinkiest of the thinkers where you know he's the one that's kind of developing technology and stuff like he's that. like the engineer of them yeah. exactly. and he, and he throws hands too at one point so he ties icarus down towards the end. yeah he checks icarus's bitch ass at the end he does yeah. like, and then you ain't going nowhere <laughs> what did you guys think of the hiroshima I, I, I was just gonna get to that i was like that was probably one of my favorite scenes where he finally packs it in is after he realizes his whole thing from the get-go is let's help these guys advance faster. Let's help them get better with their technology, their weapons. And then, like, that scene at Hiroshima, that's why it kind of, like, why don't people like the flashback scenes? Because that and really, dude, like, just, that's the breaking point for his character. People were calling that scene cringy or bad. Wow. Like, again, I don't I don't try to pay mind to those people. I was just kind of trying to look into seeing what some of these negative reviews are and what the complaints are. And I agree with you. That was a great scene because that scene kind of happened in reality with the guy that helped develop and whose studies went on to make the atomic bomb regretted it. And it shows you that regret that Fastos has. And I thought that was a powerful scene. Man. I thought so too. And I thought that really was, um, 
And then he says that he stopped using it until Icarus, like, slammed. But he does the lasers through his, like, window. Yeah. They do have a safe house. Yep. And then, you know, but... the scene, we, we, we've seen it in commercials where he breaks the the, the fucking table. I think um, that was the last one. Yeah. So now let's wrap it all up, guys. Uh, final thoughts, Harry? Final thoughts. Yeah, go. Yeah, Harry, you go first. Final thoughts. I already It'll said be- it in the beginning, man. You sat through it? <laughs> well, overall, it was a really good movie. Yeah. Harry, you guys, goes, can I you guys want Harry to read it? Or- we will be rating I- this, yes. Harry, you lead us off on the rating. Shitting on Travis Scott. Like, no, Harry. <laughs> yeah, I, I like that. What are we rating that out of? Five or a ten? Ten. Jess has out his own ten. scale, but me and you will do ten. <laughs> All right. Um, I'd give it a 7.5. 7.5, strong. I'd give it an eight. Jess, on your uh, scale of... I didn't make a scale up this week, bro. I okay. didn't make a scale up this week, so I'm going to have to just... I'm going to have to go, I'm going to say it's an 8.5. Okay. And, okay, Jess, now I want to kind of talk about some of the bigger things in here. The Celestials. Now we actually, we've we've been hinted with the Celestials in the past. Guardians of the Galaxy, nowhere is the head of a Celestial. Now we have the actual Celestials and the papa of the Celestials, Irsham, who is gigantic and... Where does what does this lead us into? Just like I couldn't, I'm still having. I think I'm gonna have to watch it again eventually to kind of fully wrap my mind around. Like this has kind of changed the MCU, right? I think like this is definitely. And somebody had, I think I, I read a tweet that said that the original like vision for this film was no sequels, but then I was like, yeah, that can't be true because they set this up perfectly for a sequel at the end yeah literally so i think there's supposed to be like seven main celestials i think eagle is one of them he Time claims it. to be i think yeah so it's Urshim. all right yeah. do, do you have a mm-hmm. and then i would have to I, I just remember seeing the tweet on this and i don't remember but i just named off there's 15 of them but we've seen a few of them so Tiamat. It was the one in this one that didn't even get to leave. Like, he was on planet into Earth. We saw Earthsham, and Ego is one of them. So, it's kind of... They're definitely going to... They're going to bring this back, I think. And now, this is a different... Le- this is a different um, playing field for the Marvel films. But I think they'll probably shelve this a little bit, because everything seems like it's headed more towards the multiverse than this. So, yeah, maybe that's like- why they're kind of leaking the, leaking the whole this is a standalone. Because they're probably trying to divert people to where they really want Maybe, the MCU. Yeah, so because you know that was that, that was what my brain was going to. Because you know we've seen them setting up, setting up. You know we've we've seen in Loki the setup of the multiverse with Kang, and now in Spider Man, you know that's coming out next month. That's going to be more multiverse stuff. And this is setting up a kind of like a different thing, like with the Celestials and like the ultimate big bads and stuff that are going to be coming. So you know at the end of the movie. Um, Fastos, Kingo, and Cersei. Uh, Irsham, you know, comes back. That scene looked cool. Like, just seeing the scope of how big he is, like, next to the Earth, he says, I'll spare these people. I'm going to judge them based off of your memories. He takes them three and goes through, like, a black hole. 
and you know the other remaining um you know spirits become a pinocchio like so she's become human so she's just gonna go live her life and cena um druig and makari are on the ship and that's when you know in the first post credit scene harry you're a one direction fan what how does how do you like harry styles being in the mcu now dude i don't know what mcu is okay <laughs> 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 I'm like I'm like learning half of the stuff that you guys are talking about right now. I did not go into research that much. I'm like, so MCU MCU is like it like, stands for multiple. Yeah, I can't even think of something. That, it, it's Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah, Harry, 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 I'm just so happy and proud of you that like you go out and watch I'm like, movies. I go out and watch them, but that's all the I detail. The details you guys get into, I'm like, you guys are fucking fuck? weird. I don't want to be on the podcast, <laughs> Harry, bro. <laughs> Harry, Harry, bro, we've been watching these if things I, the past fucking. If I miss the next few years, podcasts, like, you guys know why. <laughs> we've been we've been watching this shit for the past 13 years. Jess has read comics, like you know that's, that's yeah. The no, only I probably started watching them like a few years back. So yeah. it's okay. Worry, I, we like podcast. the perspective. The next podcast is not MCU. It's going to be Dune and Star Wars, bro. Mm-hmm. So you'll see how annoying we are when it comes to that, too. Oh, dude, I just start crying. Like, because I, <laughs> out of anger. <laughs> like, this is like my learning time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, looks good. And I, I agree with you, Jess. We should shelve Dune for the next episode. We are going to shelve Dune for the next episode because that's going to require more time. Yeah, it's going to be too long. Did you sit through that, Harry? I did sit through that. Oh, that one, that one, I'm with Harry. That one, I had to watch through multiple sessions. Cause and that I think, one I think, I think the biggest thing that came down for doing is you guys watched it at home. You know, yeah. it released on HBO Max. And I you know, watched it at work. <laughs> God damn it, Harry! But you know, when you're when you're when you're watching it in a non he's kidding. Harry's place of employment. He's not watching films. <laughs> <laughs> When you when you when you watch it out of the comfort of your home or your workplace, like you know, like when when you when you when you pull that phone out one time, it's ball game. You know, like oh, yeah. that goes for that goes for any movie that you're watching or any type of TV show or anything. Once that phone comes out one time, your attention shifts. Your attention goes from there. You know, I, I watched it in a movie theater and it held my attention. And just we'll go into it next week, but not just, Harry. If Harry didn't like it, he would have left that movie theater and been like, fuck this, I'm out. <laughs> I just love, I'm I, out. I, no, I, I love having Harry like on the show and giving his perspective and then like just, just saying this that it was little... good. I sat through it. <laughs> <laughs> That's short little perspective. We'll break, we'll you, know? break you yet. We will break you yet. Oh, Harry, do you just wait? You're going to be fucking balls deep in this shit just like we are. Um, our second post credit scene, Jess, we didn't really talk about Kit Harrington's character. He's going to be the Black Knight. And then at the end of it, it looks like he has the ebony blade. And they're kind of setting him up for, you know, you know, other appearances and stuff. We didn't really talk about the cons too much, but we enjoyed it. It's an 8 out of 10. Is it a perfect movie? No. Um, is it the worst MCU movie? God, no. As long as Thor two is in the MCU, and like, you know, just we we usually do this. Let's do this real quick. Oh, we do no. this, and then we're gonna end the show. 
so for that post credit scene, the 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 voice that we hear, um, are you sure about that or whatever? That's Blade. Yeah, so Blade, I heard about that. Yeah, Mahershala Ali's Blade is now. Yeah, Harry, you you you're familiar with Blade, Harry? Yeah. Okay. Good. Everybody um, knows Wesley Snipes. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows Wesley Snipes. He's not going to be. It's Harry not going to be. Harry. <laughs> it's like, I don't know one direction. I don't know what the I know Harry Styles. Okay, yeah. I know Harry. <laughs> yeah, he has like a big poster of his name. <laughs> Us Harry's got to stick together, bro. No, that's my picture, and I just put Styles underneath. <laughs> oh man, um, Jess, where would you say this kind of falls in the MCU order? Well, there's way too movies. many of these fucking movies yeah. to do. I think I think we were able to do this when there was 10 of them. Now we're into like 24, 25. But all right, that's our eternal God review. Damn. I hope you guys enjoyed. Harry, did you sit through this review? I, I sat through it. I threw some little bit of, you know, my two cents in there. That's all the we asked. Great. It was good. <laughs> what a movie. Good. Um, Spider-Man folks far from home comes out next month um some leaks came out we're not going to get too much into that i think we went on uh for this episode uh thank you so much for listening we love all the support um you know shout out to all you guys you know we love seeing the comments and the tweets and all that stuff that you guys send our way you know we love making the show for you guys um and gals um all all of you out there the miles apart fam um and you know, uh, please follow us on Twitter, Miles Apart Pod. Oh, uh, oh before we go, I'm gonna have to. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, we're gonna have to end it on one last thing because I keep Susan. I keep telling you we're gonna talk about this. So you know what I wanted to kind of talk about this is because Disney loves money. Disney loves money. So I sent you guys a video. I just want to tell Disney to. Dude, Susan is that will vi- no longer that video is crazy. So about the fucking passes. Their tier system for passes is ridiculous in itself. So if you're a Disneyland season holder and you're paying fourteen hundred dollars a year, what's your not, problem? First of all, well, Susan, I'm just messing with you. But <laughs> hey, man, if if that's your thing, if that's what you like, but it's crazy. But so Susan sent me this video, um, and it's made by a check out on TikTok, Matthew Serrano. It's Matthew underscore Serrano, and he kind of compares all three of the passes, Universal. Main pass is two hundred and seventy nine dollars, and comes with parking. And I don't think there's a couple blackout dates. We had we had a universal pass. We bought it from Costco a couple years ago. Like yeah, and then it was good. Yeah, but for Disney with the fourteen hundred dollars, not only do they, it's not that they have blackout dates, but they have a different way of just saying blackout dates. It's still the same damn thing. It's called you got to reserve. You got to reserve and you got to get put into this pool. So reservations are already up for December on certain days. And it's like, you might as well just have blackout days. You might as well just buy a fucking regular ticket. Ticket, yes. At this point, you got to buy buy a regular. Or don't go to Disneyland. I don't know. (laughs) Last time I went to Disneyland was 2010, dude. And for grad night. Because right now it's not even the same thing. I think they're not doing like the character parades. They're not doing... A bunch of the stuff because of COVID precautions. So everything's more expensive. You're getting less crap. And now there's like registration. Like it's it just it, something doesn't add up. Something doesn't add up right there. Just go to. So Susan is now going to become a big Universal fan. Good, good then, for you, Susan. Don't fuck that mouse, you know? 
She said she's going to stop listening to the show because she's also going to stop watching MCU movies. Now. All right, Susan, let's not take it that far. Now. Let's tone it down. We're, yeah, we're not going to ha- we're not paying $1400 to go watch these fucking movies, but $1400, Jesus Christ, dude. I saw that in, in that in that video in that TikTok fucking he says for uh, you could get a season pass for fucking Six Flags for 140 bucks you, and that includes You could get the parking. season pass for all three for you could get a season pass in Knott's Berry. Hey, they have a good Halloween thing. But Knott's Berry Farm, Universal, and Six Flags, all three of them, their highest tier level passes would still be cheaper than getting Disneyland's no blackout dates, but you have to register for certain days to go there and you get put into a pool. And then you can't, and like to swap it, there's no way to swap it with other people. Like, it's just, yeah, folks, like, it's, it's not worth it. It's a ripoff. Yeah, it is definitely yeah, a ripoff. Ripped off. Um, yeah, the mouse, man. The mouse that, needs you know, money. The Mini. mouse missed out last year on you know, so the mouse is just trying to make up as much money as it can. And um, the mouse really loves that cheese. There you go. Oh yeah, there you go. There you go. And uh, you know, uh, you know, uh, rate and review the show, folks. Um, five. This is a five star podcast, Panjatara. You know, five-star podcast. If any of you guys rated less than five stars, you know, I don't know what I'm going to do, but it's not going to be good. I'm not threatening anybody. Like, I'm just going to probably cry on the show if somebody rates it less than, you know, five stars. But this is a yeah. sign Please just give it five stars because we don't want to hear him cry. I don't want to hear him cry. I don't want to hear him cry. I have to hear him cry, like, all the damn time. I don't want to hear it on the damn podcast. Deuces. <laughs>